the ideas, the leaders, the lives that are shaping Denmark and the world. From Blocks Hub in Copenhagen, Denmark, with your co-hosts, Ed Lay and Thomas Mulhern, this is Global Denmark. Hello and welcome to the Global Denmark podcast, where we explore how thought leaders and innovators work to create a better Denmark and a better world. And we've got something a little bit different for you today. As we mentioned in the last podcast, we stumbled upon this urban tech project here at Blocks Hub. And the program works with growth stage startups creating solutions in urban tech. Essentially, they connect startups and corporate companies. So we sat down at their inaugural demo day with one of the companies that's just been through the process. The company is called Contender, and it's a, a Norwegian company that saves time, money, and the environment within the construction industry. We discussed Contender's reason for being, their journey through the process, and the benefits of working with urban tech here in Denmark. Without further ado, we bring you Contender. We are back. We have a very special episode today as we partnered up with Urban Tech. I'm here as always with my co-host, Mr. Ed Lay. Ed, looking good? How are you feeling? Feeling good. Feeling good? Yeah, you? Yeah, I'm feeling great. Thanks. It's Friday. And our guest of honor, Miss Kirsty Svenning. Yes, that would be me. The head of communications and sustainability for Katenda. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? That is correct. We're working out of Oslo. We're kind of a dispersed company, so it's a bit of Oslo, it's a bit of Bergen, it's a bit of France, a person in Lisbon, one in Poland, dispersed working. You can just work everywhere, and we kind of do. I think we've got nine or ten locations now. Fantastic. Well, first of all, Amazing just to make it this far on the journey. We know there was tens of thousands of sourced applicants and narrowed down to 400, then 200, then 20, and then the top 10 that made it in this amazing urban tech startup program. Yeah, and here we are. And here we are on the demo day. Yes. For our audience, what is Katenda and why is it important? Well, Katenda in itself might not be important, but I think what we do matters. Katenda is a startup company or a scale-up company now based out of Oslo. We like to make a difference in the digitization of the construction industry. So our founders, they are five people, academics at heart. They figured, well, it's a very confusing business. It's very disorganized. It's The workflows aren't really working. The emails are just everywhere. Who did you get it from? Where are they? What did you tell me? Every project building that is handed over has like piles and piles of paper, PDFs now. But then, you know, why not organize it? So back in 2009, they were working as scientists in Sintef. And then they broke out and started Attenda. And they make BIMSync, which is a collaboration platform. BIMSync. BIMSync. So BIM, for any of those in construction, would know that that's building information model. It's a 3D presentation of a building, often known as a digital twin, but that's not very exciting. The exciting part becomes when you enrich the model, when you talk about the quality of the floor. For instance, you can say that it's flammable or non-flammable or it suits that or this standard or you know regulations that it has. It has that and that carbon footprint, whatever it is you want to measure, you can enrich that thing in the model. And to make it even more exciting, you can also check all those emails and all those meeting notes because they're all in the issue management. 
all in the task handling. So say that you want to do something or that you discover that when you have, I don't know, the plumbing model merged with the architect model, and then there's a pipe that goes right through a wall, kind of difficult. Why? <laughs> and a lot of times you would find out only when you are at a construction site. Right. One of the first things I learned when I started, and I'm not from the construction industry and I'm not from the software industry, so I was told very early on, you know what, there's like 50% of all the time spent on a construction site that has to be built twice or you have to redo it because you didn't do it right the first time. Getting it right the first time, you would think it's a no-brainer. But that's kind of what the industry struggles with. Sure. So it's a way of increasing communication, enhancing the flow of like the workflow, the processes. It's a way of getting everyone to access information in real time and also makes it efficient in terms of time, money, environment. And does There's that 50% run across everything? So 50% more efficient, 50% less cost, 50% less time? Well, I would love to say yes. That would sure. be a great just value it, creation, it. wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, of course. But then again, that just might be the answer. You know, digitization, we're in the middle of a transition. Yeah. So you have some data here, you've got some results there. Some people, like we had a, one customer saying recently that he, in a month's spent 50 hours less on the project where he used BIMSync than he would in a project where he worked in a manner he used to. Sure. So yeah. that is the type yeah. of value. Sure, the value proposition. So the clear. value proposition is good in terms of saving time. It's also in terms of increasing the workflow, just having everyone access the project. It's also one more thing, except for the collaboration platform, it's also software development kits. So it's building blocks, basically. So you can take the open API and just build stuff on it. So we have a lot of people doing that. We have some people making like a cost calculation system or, you know, connecting it to the Internet of Things and sensors so you can have measure air quality and then control that so you don't have to go in each room. You can do centralized, that type of thing, but you could do it in the model. So our aim, we're not there, of course, yet, but our aim is to be the collaboration platform of choice throughout the value chain and throughout the life cycle. And we're not there, of course, but uh, nobody really works on our open standards throughout, but we have paying customers in all of the And what, what does your system have that other systems on the market don't? It used to be the only system out there, really, for right. a lot of things. Uh, so they, were really, the they were really ahead of the game. But the challenge, of course, with a lot of very techy and very academic milieus or environments is, of course, that they tend to work within the frame. You don't sort of go out and, and sort of push out to the market. So it was a very well-kept secret for a long, long time. And then suddenly started to gain a certain momentum and then you've got a lot of actors. But what I would say that we have that hardly anyone else has is that it's a well-tested now collaboration platform. Currently, there's picking up to be quite a competition, but a lot of the time they're competing in one of the phases. So I would say they are holistic look. The other thing is that we used to be quite ahead of the market and ahead of pretty much everyone. So our advantage in that term, even though it was a well-kept secret for a lot of years, as many academics and, and geeks <laughs> it kind of <laughs> tends to do keep it a secret to the world outside because of that they, it's more well tested and a lot of other stuff so I think for the people who really are after something that just works BIMSync is a natural choice if you want something that kind of looks super cool and like the most sexy twirling thing that there is it may be not that but then it depends on what you're after are you after having like super cool things 
maybe you're not trying us first, but then maybe if that thing doesn't really work in the end, maybe we, then we are there for as a fallback. I'm not saying our competitions are, are bad because there's a lot of good actors out there. And I think it was exciting sitting in Denmark as well. And that we've discovered as well in this context is that the Nordic tech in yeah, construction is quite high. Tell us about your journey through this process of right. urban tech becoming a scale-up. Did you ever imagine yourselves being here in Denmark? Well, of course, we did. otherwise we wouldn't have participated. Uh, you always have to vision what your goals are, don't you? But um, yeah, we figured it was a cool thing. One thing is that the fact that it's on sustainable cities. That's appealing to us. We want to make it different. We want to, want to make a digitization count in the industry, make it sort of push the industry forward. Second, there were some interesting um, industry partners that were here. First and foremost, for, for us, Kobe, it was a way to get to talk to them in a more kind of broad way than we maybe would have done in a regular sales pitch. Yeah, what was it like um, to have access to a company like Kobe? I think it's the width, width of it that sort of is good because when you normally you would pitch a company for a collaboration platform, for a BIM platform, you know, you would have to fit into the strategy, this and that and the other. Here you could start sort of on a broader scale. You knew you would try and develop some pilots. We discovered that we had a lot of joint values and joint goals and joint mindsets if you will, on the way. And only then after sort of you've gone through uh, the motions a little bit, you could get to talk to commercial possibilities and that type of thing. And I think for us, it was pivotal that we decided to treat this as a start because we wanted to do real projects. So we've got a road in Norway and we've got a school in Oslo. The road project is soon ended, but the school uh, will continue. And you're collaborating with Kobe on this project? We're collaborating with them on that, also beyond this project, beyond urban tech. So that's the first step. And then then we're also getting into their VDC the workflow network well, or efforts we, inside. Why don't we talk about urban tech a little bit? Yeah, the program itself. Yes. Tell us about that collaboration. First of all, it's the world is gathered. And then uh, for us in Oslo, it's a little step south and, and all of a sudden you have a kind of access to the continent somehow. It's, it feels more... Yeah, it feels a bit more central. <laughs> but even though, you know, it's, it's nearly the same type of environment in terms of market, it's kind of cool to have access. So that's one of the benefits from Urban Tech for us is that we have now a network. A peer-to-peer uh, network? And no, I would say a market network in, in Copenhagen uh, or in Denmark. But then the peer-to-peer network has been good in terms of looking at organizational growth. So we are in a little bit of a different position than the other ones. We're a little bit bigger. We have had a product on the market for a few years. We have an established customer base but even so you still have a lot of the same problems right sure. you, you grow and is the value proposition really good and you know oh my god what if we're talking all wrong like is this the way to sell there's a lot of frustrations sure. going on that, that you shared regardless of face I think sure. in a company so that sort of joint network of peers have been very good yeah, what was that like it's cool you know to just have you know people from Berlin or San Francisco or London or Denmark coming and, and sort of share the world's really not that big once you get down to it, right? Sure. And the, pro- the, the issues are the same. All the same hurdles, it is same the same, issues. and it's it's really nice, and, and it's good to good What's to be part surprising? of that. What's been surprising? What's been surprising about the process? Surprising? That's a good question. I think it's been surprising to see the possibilities that we could make out of it because we've chosen to sort of utilize this quite, not aggressively, but quite extensively, I would say, because we had an extensive growth from before and we've chosen to sort of take the framework that Urban Tech gave us, the lectures and the slides and the methodical input, if it fits 
in the process that we were at. We just adapted and we've even flew in one of the mentors to Oslo for like a company-wide gathering to sort of increase and to anchor it so in the company. So you saw immediate value in bringing so, them in? Yeah, so we, we wanted to make sure that we tried as best as we could to, to get value from Urban Tech into the company and our own process. So I think it saved us a lot of time in that respect and it led us to come to certain conclusions earlier than we perhaps would on our own. So I think the fact that we actually despite being very busy from before were able to utilize it I think was kind of a surprising thing in a pleasant way so just that share access and our being able to translate it into something that was useful for us yeah so what is one key takeaway you have from this process well collaboration works you know collaboration talk, works talk to people you know we're nothing without each other I mean our, our slogan has always been build better together and I think it's I think also innovate better together talk don't be scared of your ideas being shared they're better if they get some resistance you know so i think just sort of keep talking and what's yeah. the difference between norway and denmark in that standpoint for our audience in terms of mingling with internationals and getting new ideas and right well i think blocks itself is a big plus for copenhagen and i guess denmark because having a lot of people from the same sector just huddled together in a building that's impossible to find your way in and that's <laughs> or i of <laughs> i know i think that that makes it accessible i mean scandinavia is very much sort of you can talk to anyone pick up the phone and call anyone anyway and i think for us that's natural but it's been interesting to see that the, some of the other startups from other cultures they really fall into that idea high level of trust yeah and i think yeah very high level of trust and i think also being nordic we've been able to support urban tech and rainmaking in that process with the other startups as well saying yeah it's fine just call them just go over it's fine to us it's natural as nordics but to them it's not not necessarily so what's next well, we've been doubling every year, so maybe we... 66. Uh, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're aiming for 70. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's fun. We're trying to expand a bit more. We're in Norway and France mainly now, but we're looking to expand to some more markets. We're looking to enhance the communication <laughs> that I work on more and be more sort of sharp on that throughout. Yeah, exciting times. There's a couple of news stories coming up in, in a few in weeks. Day, the Danish market? We are, we are keeping our definitely keeping our office here. We've been talking to um, Copenhagen capacity a bit as well. There's a lot of, you know, maybe now we will have time to knock some doors in this building. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we're definitely trying and we're we're here to stay. You're not getting rid of us now. <laughs> so, well, Kirsty, uh, it's been a pleasure. We have one final question and yes. we ask this to all of our guests. Right. And that is, what can your company, you think, teach Denmark in terms of the way you look at problems and what can Denmark still teach you guys, you think, through this process? Right. Well, I attended C40 a couple of weeks ago, uh, the City Network for Climate. And one of the things that was not addressed there was the open standards. And they were looking very much to circular economy. If you're going circular, you cannot do it without open standards. So I think just saying that as often as you can is well, can our... Can you break, break that, that, that down a little bit? Um, basically, if you have an open standard, the data is yours. It's not a proprietary company that can die in a few years or get away or be bought up and then you have to try and extract the data from there right. and it doesn't mm. work or like the lifespan of the of the software is like five or six years. If the you data build, doesn't just keep dying. Yes. So if you build it on open standards, it will live and a building has an average lifespan of 60 years. So then 10 years becomes a little bit short. 
Sure. So you need to have those joint standards and you need to have things like the Building Smart Data Dictionary, for instance, where a door is a door in Japanese, in Swahili and in Norwegian, you know? Yeah. And just having that top of mind and utilizing like purchasing power if you're a city or a municipality or a company, actually getting that type of technology, not just us, a lot of companies has that, but make sure that you prioritize those if you're in it for the long haul, if you're in it for the circularity thing, then look at open standards. What can Copenhagen or Denmark teach us? Quite a lot. I think it, I think that it's a fun pace here. It's like a fast moving, yeah. very active kind of... Agile. Very agile. So yeah, we were invited to a party at Black Blocks Hub a couple of weeks ago and then I had a, one of the mentors came up to me and said, you know, you Norwegians need to stop being the underdogs. You always come here and think that you're worse than we are. But you know, you come far. Just you know, get your stuff up, <laughs> get your act together, and be better at selling. You guys don't know how to sell. Okay. Is there even more so yellow may- up there? So, so, so maybe so maybe being better at selling or being better at sort of daring to be a bit bold. I think the Danish are a bit more bold than us. All right, let's leave it there. That's perfect. <laughs> True Thank pleasure. You. Before we go, where can our audience find you guys? We're on Twitter. We're on um, Facebook. We're on uh, LinkedIn. Katenda or Bimsync, depending on what you are. But the Katenda.no would be a good starting point. Excellent. Thank you very much You're for welcome. dropping by the studio. And to our audience, don't forget to jump over to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. And until next time, see you on the GDP. Are you getting the most out of your time in Denmark? Pick up the printed copy of the English-language newspaper Copenhagen Post today to access relevant news and event information guaranteed to enhance your working and family life.